How you doing, Dylan? You good? I'm good. You good? You good? I'm good. We're all good. We're great. Welcome to the show, kids. Welcome aboard another edition of You Good. And this show, once again, is brought to us by our friends at the Original Music School of Morristown. They've been shaping young minds for many years now. It's fantastic staff, brilliant, brilliant teachers, and they teach kids ages 6 to 600. So you can go to OriginalMusicSchool.com for more information, or just call 973-998-8977, and chances are Dylan's going to be the guy answering the phone. Ain't that right, buddy? That's right, if All I'm right. not in the bathroom. <laughs> Light a match! <laughs> All right, we ready? I think we're ready. All right, let's do the show. All right. I'm really excited about our guest here. I'm really, really excited about this. Because our, our guests tonight are the Naughty G's. We got two in the booth. Two in the booth. It's going to be sweaty in here. Oh, yeah. Two in the booth is worth one in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the saying goes, right? Is that what Ben Franklin said? What do you think? <laughs> so we've got Jill and we've got Chuck of the Naughty G's. Howdy, howdy. Just about a week or so before they celebrate their nuptials. Yeah. Consummate the wedding. I'm so glad you guys are here. You guys are some of the busiest musicians I know because, well, you guys work pretty much every night all over the yeah. place. I mean, it's, it's just fantastic. I'm so glad you guys made the time to come down here. And thank you so much for inviting me to the wedding. Of course. Well, you know, um, you're part of the reason we probably met along the line somewhere. If, if it weren't for you encouraging me to get out there and play more i would have never you also introduced me to patty which brought I me did. down to Asheville. well brought me down to north carolina and then yeah things kind of progressed that well, way well you know i'm happy That's... to happy to facilitate and in- introduce you to as many felons as i can yeah yeah and it was really just you and you and mingo mm. it was your guys's fault yeah super this sorry whole about thing. that <laughs> well let's start there let's start let's start with you joe because I, I i'm curious how like how old were you when you were like i want to do this um, I was, God, probably like 21, like, w- like want to do music specifically. Like, like, like I like this job. Yeah, probably about 21, okay. 20, 21, 21. Cause I, I had, um, I had worked at a nursing home and with, um, like, uh, I'd worked with uh, elderly, uh, folks who had dementia. I was in a dementia sort of unit and I worked in the, um, the recreation therapy office. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would, you know, play people songs from, you know, their younger years, and sometimes sing to them. And it was, it was awesome. It was really fun. But I saw the impact that music had, um, even through uh, the late late stages of dementia. Oh, for and sure. And I thought, man, this is not a selfish thing to really love and want to pursue and want to create. Um, it, it has an impact. Mm. Yeah. When my uh, when my grandfather. Um uh, he he had a he had a very short battle with with uh, with dementia and any time I go to visit, it'd be dead quiet in his room, and I'd look at my grandmother and be like, why why aren't you putting the music on? 
She goes, oh, I can't stand that racket. So she'd walk out the room, and I'd, I'd pull out my phone and start playing, like, Louis Prima or Frank Sinatra yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Red Skelton, like, or, oh, like, yeah, and, like, yeah, old like, Spike, the, the... like old Spike Jones records and stuff. Mm-hmm. And his eyes would light up, and we would have these beautiful conversations. And as soon as the music would stop, he would just kind of ch- roll back into a shell. The music would like it was like it's I've seen it firsthand. So no, it's it's really true. There like music music therapy for you know for everybody, but especially when you look at Alzheimer's and dementia and and people going through that kind of battle, it's funny. Like it kind of wakes up old synapses in their brains, and all these other things start to fire that haven't fired in a long time, and then they can start connecting dots and have a conversation. Yeah, they, well, that's it's it's like it's it's pretty proven that um like. When we worked, we were taught about um, when you were kind of conversing and and sort of entering these people's lives when you were when you were trying to help them out or whatever, like you know what have you. A lot of what they responded to was emotional stimuli because um, even though there's you know the graying matter, the, the the sort of the the dying off of the brain, there's there's a a big response even even cells that are less active or a little bit like like weaker will respond to emotional stimuli so so you had to really watch what you were kind of the attitude you had but but music had such it can have such an emotional impact yeah it's like areas that have been laying dormant for years Mm -hmm. you know memories can come flushing back and wake up parts of the brain and all of a sudden you know, yeah, my grandpa it, starts talking about Nova Scotia. I had no idea that my grandpa took my dad and, and my uncles to Canada to go fishing. I had no freaking clue until he told me in the hospital. Yeah. It was maybe awesome. four months before he passed away. And I'm like, I call my dad. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? You didn't tell me what to Canada. Yeah. I had no clue my entire life. But like, apparently, yeah. They, he's like, oh, yeah. My, my dad, you know, dad made us go, you know, pick up fresh bread from this farm down the street. And then Tommy had to go get the eggs from the chicken farm. And this, that. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I, I had no idea of this, this whole, pa- this whole chapter of my family's, you know, history. And the song brought that, that wave back to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just one, like, it was one line from, uh, we were listening to Louis Prima, and it was like, I, 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 every time I hear this song, I remember this deli in Nova Scotia. I'm like, Nova Scotia? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> when are you in Nova Scotia, Jack? What the fuck's going on? But, uh, so, well, but, but, but before, you know, before, like, in your, in your teen years, like, did you do, did you do theater or anything when you were in school? Yeah, yeah, no, I, so I actually, um, went to an art school, um, I had been, I had sang, oh my God, I probably told my mom that I wanted to be Shania Twain when I was like six. I don't know. I, I, yeah, that was my goal. Um, because okay. man, I feel like a woman was a banger and still is and still is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, no, so yeah, I like, I, you know, uh, I had always kind of had this inkling and, and I had always sang, oh, my God, I sang so much that I annoyed the shit out of all of my family. They were just like, please, be quiet. Um, it was like anything I was doing, I was kind of singing while doing mm-hmm. it. It was absent-minded at, at, at best and um, absent-noted at worst. Um, <laughs> you know, it took a while to get better. But uh, um, when I, you know, when I was in my teens, I, I knew I wanted to do something art-related. And I, I knew I was pretty good or or had sort of gotten my feet about me at, at at singing and i thought you know somewhere where i'm really weak is dance so i i went to school and i majored in dance and i minored in theater 
So I thought, you know, those are my weak areas and that'll help me out. And mm. then I could be a stage performer. I thought I was going to be, um, you know, uh, Miss Broadway Bound sort of thing. But I don't know. I, uh, I heard you guys talking about the whole theater kid uh, uh, mm-hmm, right. sort of thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was a theater kid. I was most certainly one of those. Um, but I didn't. I didn't necessarily like the um, competitive attitude. A lot of mm. a lot of pressure on it really does. really young people. Yeah, and it can it can get clicky. Mm-hmm. And and even the parents, you know, because they they don't. There's a lot of. Uh, I wonder sometimes if it's like they didn't get to do it, so they kind of put it on. Oh, without a doubt, stage mothers are a real, real thing. Yeah, and then you have. You know, more... I know you've seen them. Yeah, I know. Like I dealt with them all the time. There were like there were shows I did where it was like, you know, how come Nick's doing that? My my boy Aaron should be having that part. Aaron should have this part. Why does that fat kid get the part? Well, just and it sucks. I can because, sing. Yeah, <laughs> and there's that whole thing about it, and it's, it sucks. But it's definitely like, it's it's a weird sort of um, uh, it's a weird sort of competitive attitude to put on very very young and developing and, and people who who are trying to to foster and grow in this creative way who are really just seeking after that creativity mm-hmm. the, the the chance to create these experiences and when their parents um and and the teachers and and the the uh the directors and the, the everybody is putting all this politics and this and this sort of um pressure on them i think it can a lot of times be more harmful than it is good so so i i, I sort of distanced myself from it and and mainly because i got in trouble um because i started sk- skipping theater practice to um join the jazz band as a singer i didn't know if i could really do it but i liked it so yeah. I, the first song i sang in public was cashmere by Led Zeppelin. Wow. With, uh, with which, the jazz band? The jazz standard. Let the sun beat down upon my face. Scott, Scott, scooby to do. We called ourselves the MCST Rock Orchestra. It's a mouthful. Whoa. Uh, well, it was Morse County uh, School of Technology. Yeah, the but MCST. like, you know. The rock orchestra. Because there was like seven guitar players. Everybody just played guitar. <laughs> I told myself I was never... Uh, Should have just uh, called yourself the Treblemakers. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot, of that, uh, a lot of that high range. Oh, man. I, I told myself um, after high school, I was like, I'm not going to date a guitar player. Guitar players are stupid. Yeah, that worked out. <laughs> yeah, that worked out good. Yeah, that worked out great. <laughs> Still a few days left. <laughs> and, and Chuck, where did you grow up? I grew up down in, I was right down, right down 95 in Wilmington. Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah. yeah. Right on. So you're not from New Jersey. I am not from New Uh, Jersey. Am I still allowed on the show? I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. This Uh, is about New Jersey musicians. (laughs) Do you guys validate parking? (laughs) Dylan, you got a stamp? Yeah, yeah, actually, I'm sure I can think of something. <laughs> no, it's, it's, no, it's, I'm just, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> right across I'm just the, uh, the old bridge there. But, um, growing up in Wilmington, um, like, so, like, was, was music a thing in your family? Like, to, like, like, what, what got you playing? Um, yeah, I mean, my, my dad, uh, you know, played music. Uh, I remember it all, you know, when growing up. And so when I was about nine, uh, it was kind of cool how I got into it. Cause, like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, in a sense of, you know, uh, you know, in, in a, a theater kid or, you know, something where it was, like, pushed on me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of just, like, you know, would play music. And I always recall it being, like, present in the house and stuff. But he kind of waited till I went up and said, hey, I think I want to play guitar. You know, and it was a very, like, you know, organic kind of mm-hmm. way about it. You know, nice. he's like, oh, you know, uh, here, here's a, a C chord. You know, when you can take your hand on, on and off the neck, you know, coming back and 
come back and see me in a, in a week. And I think a couple of days later, I came back. I was like, I got it. I was like, oh, okay. You know, and showed me a couple of other chords. And nice. you know, I think once I kept coming back sooner than he anticipated, he, you know, this kid might not be, you know, this guitar might not be just the karate outfit hanging in the in the closet. Yeah, you know, right. He, he might stick with this. <laughs> this might be the real thing. <laughs> so, so, like, so it was encouraged. It was like your 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 parents were supportive. And yeah. Oh, yeah. It was always very you know very supportive. But that's excellent. You know, never in a way of like you know you gotta kind of you know there was no you know bar to be reached or anything. Right. You know, so it was very like you know uh, like I said organic way to kind of go about it. Right on. You know, going through and discovering you know. You know, going back through the old records and kind of going sequentially and kind of you know you know finding finding these gems you know and then going I remember the first time uh, he he was like one of the those uh, bring your kid to work days and he he was working for like a, a lawn company so we were ro- rolling around into the work truck and he put a cassette tape in and and it was hard days night and I was like play that again and in my head it was this new song I was like oh this is what music is, is these right? days this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> these guys. <laughs> But it's so funny, to, like when you hear it with fresh ears, and yeah. it's the first time you heard a song that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. It's the first time you heard it. And it's like oh, mind blowing thing, you know. Yeah, I remember because um, in my house, my father, my father's a bass player, and he's played in he played in all these different bands over the years, and so it was always it was in the background of my life forever. But I went to I went to a garage sale, and I picked up for a quarter uh, a forty five. It was Led Zeppelin, A side immigrant song. B-side, hey, hey, what can I do? Yeah. And that's a song that never got released on an I, album. I found that same exact 45 yeah, you got in my too? grandmother's basement. Yeah. No shit. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rare cut to find yeah. to find that on vinyl at all. Um, but they, like um, Atlantic released it on 45 as a yeah. B-side for Immigrant Song because they needed a single. They had to have something to put in the jukeboxes. And it was one of those things that, like, that's why Led Zeppelin left Atlantic was because Atlantic was just kind of taking liberties. But it was the first time I had heard, hey, hey, what can I do? And I think I was... 11 or 12 and my dad had heard it because you know because he had the whole Led Zeppelin box set that I, I hadn't gotten my my grubby little mitts on yet yeah but I'm listening to him like this is amazing this like this it changed my it changed my entire attitude of music was like listening to that song and I listened to it over and over and over again on our old Panasonic giant stereo system and, you know we had the wood paneling you know the big fucking yeah, thing a piece of furniture yeah oh yeah no like, <laughs> like it, yeah, when, the, when that thing finally went like there was no throwing it out we had to break it down because <laughs> the garbage men weren't going to take the whole unit we had to like smash it into bits of, like to fit it into the gar- into the garbage cans but that's awesome oh, it's, that's great when I found uh, that when I found that record I, it was the, the 45 you uh, I, I realized uh you know, because it was like you know when you know CDs were out and stuff, and mm-hmm. it was my first like you know time like putting on like an old record. You know, it was like one of those like toy things that had the forty five and the thirty three, and that single I remember putting on the you know I was like oh what's this thirty three setting do? You play it slow, and I realized you know any of those old albums you can just make a a greatest hits records of Tom Jones sings the hits, <laughs> just play them all really slow. <laughs> <laughs> Got old fast. <laughs> oh well, you know. He's selling out those Vegas shows like right? you yeah. wouldn't believe. It's not unusual. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, getting let's let's fast forward a little bit here. So, like, so wait, so you guys met how long ago? Like, uh, two, uh, two, two, just years. about over two years ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. right on. And where were you? We were playing playing a show that we 
neither of us were booked to be at. Yeah, we were, <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting at our friend uh, Laura Thurston's show, who's actually in New Jersey. She's like right down the street. She's, yeah, she's, she's, down right, the, she's at the Sterling yeah, right now, she's right? She's at the Sterling. So, That's funny. Um, Yes. I, I would I would say let's plug the show, but this is going to air for another week, so yep. she'll be gone by then. But. Oh, yeah. No, she'll be she'll be long gone. But she's very talented. Oh God, she's a one woman band. Yeah. But that day she invited about seven of her friends um to to play with her. It was this little like boxcar uh, turned brewery. It's like this little. Yeah, it's a very, you know, what you'd expect from Asheville. Mm. Um, but no, it was, it was in uh, Fairview where we live, which is right outside of Asheville. And it's a beautiful little country scene. And then you got these two little train cars, and they just kind of turned them into this little brewery spot. And they Whistle host Hop Brewing. Whistle Hop, yeah. If anybody wants to go check them out. Yeah, it's super people. cool. They're real swell people. But Good we, beer? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And they get some, you know, they, they like they, they pull other tabs from other people and kind of have like this rotating. And they're, they're, they're always got some good stuff going on, but they have and, uh, original and, and music. Disc golf. And disc golf. And disc golf. And disc golf, disc golf absolutely. Jeez. I thought you said disco. <laughs> <laughs> disco. That'd be great. That, that I would go to. With disc golf. Ah, oh, come on. Uh, come you know, on, you just hippies. walk around, throw stuff, and drink beer. It's pretty great. I can do that without, I can do that without a scorecard. <laughs> <laughs> Just non-competitively, just hucking stuff, <laughs> just chugging whiskey. Throwing rocks yeah. and trains, well, like, you know. You know, like, you know I, have, I have a few friends that golf, and they're like, you should, it's very relaxing. I'm like, eh, if I'm going to get drunk and walk through a field, I don't need to chase a ball. <laughs> I'm just going to get drunk and take a walk. <laughs> You're going to find a field. Yeah. And look around. Seriously, like, you know. Yeah, no, so we, uh, no, it, it was, so we met the sh- on the show, and, and, and so she invited about seven people to sit in with her. I was Mingo and, part of that clique, too? Yeah. Right I was on. down there with Mingo and Mary Bird's little brother, Baby Bird. Ah, the Baby Bird. Um, and I was uh, down there with... But so Mingo was down with Sam McGill as well. And this is just like all the, you know, the the, the biggins of the Sussex music, like the Sussex music yeah, kind of crowd. Yeah, like the heavy Mingo, hitters. Yeah, the heavy hitter. Absolutely. We just saw him. He's, oh my God, he's so swell. I miss but, him. Yeah, we just, he just came out to our show. We were playing up in Sussex, and yeah, it was super great to see him. He's such a sweetheart. Um, but like, but we were, you know, on tour with him, and uh, every one of her friends that she invited to sit in with her for that show showed up. So there's probably like, 20 people kind of meandering about the uh, the brewery, and a bunch of them were, you know, sitting very dedicated, listening. And there was about nine musicians on the stage. Like it was, <laughs> was a lot of musicians. A lot of guitars. Um, no, no, no. There was, uh, uh, like, if you count me as a mandolin, which, you know, take that or leave it, but... Um, <laughs> There was guitar mandolin for me, and then there was Laura with the guitar. There was upright bass. There was cello. There was mm-hmm. Mingo on guitar. Baby Bird was playing percussion. Sam McGill had a bass and a guitar. So it was like it was switching around. It was pretty. It was pretty nice. gnarly. Wow. But um, but but Laura said, uh, I, I think she said I was on vacation, so I think she kind of put it in a way of like, oh, my friend Chuck's coming today. You you'd like him. You guys could have some fun together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, two years later, we still are. I'd argue. I won't argue. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's that's where you're supposed to chime in, Chuck. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On radio, stop el- stop elbowing him. <laughs> Let him answer. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll cut the silence down a little bit. Let me edit this. Well, with, with the sound effects, don't you do like the like a nodding? You can use Oh yeah, nodding. you put a cricket yeah. in there. <laughs> cricket. Just add some crickets. <laughs> I did have I, I did have one question for you, Joe. Um, 
so when you when you when you first started playing out and like you know because I, I remember I remember meeting you at that gig at the barn when I was sitting with Mingo and then you, you your mom came up and said she has to come sing with you I'm like okay then you came up and sang with us and it yep. was like and like immediately I'm like this girl's got a really great voice this you know she can do this she, mm-hmm. like I was really I was immediately really impressed but I was super terrified because I had never met you and I was like I had met Mingo you know and my mom right. you know knew him and. I was just so stressed because I was like, oh, this guy's probably like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, I know what to expect from a Mingo show. And when yeah, you go yeah. to a Mingo show, expect the unexpected. So, I, you know, I always, whenever I get to get a chance to jam with him, I keep my, you know, I keep my my guard down. Let's just, you know, whatever happens, happens. You came up and sang with us and it was just this great breath of fresh air. Um, and I was so excited to meet you. And I was so, so, so excited at the, at the opportunity or the, like the thought of the, the opportunities to, to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I just, you know, because because you were a woman mm-hmm. in this business. This then I I, I kind of think you know where this question is going. How like how how difficult did you feel it was to, for people to take you seriously at first, and and to not sexualize you? Oh man. Well, I mean, the thing is like, uh, not tooting like not not I don't know. There's no way to say because like not to toot my own horn. Back then I was. I was pretty, like, fucking thin. Sorry. If, I, I keep cursing. I do that a lot. There's That's no, all right. We can say that. Hey, those kinds know, of things. And relax. Be- beauty doesn't have a weight class. You're, yeah, still, yeah. you're a beautiful girl. Well, you're a beautiful thank girl you, thank back you, then. You. you know, but it was one of those things I noticed, you know, I won't name names because, you know, they were probably drunk when they said it. But, like, when you were coming around the, the circuit at first, there were a lot of guys that would clap, but then they'd, like, nudge me, like, Man, she's really hot, huh? All I can think is, man, you know. Shut up, listen, and you know. By the way, you're 46. You have no shot. So stop talking. <laughs> you know, but like. <laughs> now you there's there there's okay. So like, there's obviously this thing where it was like, you know, the people that I would take seriously quite often, and 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 personally, like I would take them seriously was was the ones who. Um, Hell, even if they were drunk and they hit on me or whatever, asked me out or whatever, if they, if it was just like, ah, well, you know, we're cool, like, you know, they took that seriously. That's what I, that's what I appreciated. But I also think that there's, um, you know, you see a pretty girl singing a song and, 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 and if you think she's pretty, like, why, why not, you know, shoot your shot or whatever. I, I always respected though the, the, the musicians that would, um, it was like never a thought. Like you were one of them. Mingo was one of them. Very, very like heavily one of those people. My mom specifically said like in regards to you and Mingo, like I'm not gonna tell you this about most people, but if those guys ask you to go on tour with them, like fucking go. Those those are two. Those are people you can trust. Those are good people. And 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 in the same sort of effect, it's like I don't. It was hard to be taken seriously to some aspect because I also had no fucking clue what I was doing. I was terrified. Mm. I I um I would like have my shoulders to my freaking ears every time I was on stage. I was so tense. But it was just because it was like um it was a new thing to me. And that that I think I found it was easier to be t- sort of not taken seriously because of that because mm. I didn't walk in and command respect immediately. Like I wasn't like, you know, but hell, even today uh I love music, but being a woman in music is weird. 
because oh, sure. you know sound guys today even even they they'll they'll walk right by me and ask Chuck a question and uh, it'll be a question about my mic like like things like that and you're like ooh yeah, that's I mean, not a good move is, you know it's it's been show business on a whole has been a boys club since time immemorial I mean mm-hmm. it's always been like it you know it's it's a business that run it's been run by men. And women are kind of like an afterthought, like this, like you know, oh, oh, we'll just get radio some, thing? we'll just get some pretty girls to dance around on the stage, and then everyone will like the show, you know. Yeah, there was like that radio thing of like whatever that fucking guy's name was, like who said, uh, you know, when you're doing a radio show, you get uh, you're gonna do uh, six out of seven songs, you're gonna play guys' songs, at least, you know, women you pepper them in here and there, nobody wants to hear that shit. And and and, and people took it as law because this guy was some some big big I had a honcho broadcasting guy and everybody, uh, you know, started like running Alan with Freed? that. Was I don't fucking know. I don't even know his name. So that that shows so, how much yeah. I gave a shit what well, he thought. Shows how, <laughs> shows how impactful he's been on your life. Yeah, <laughs> but it was that sort of a thing, and mm. and that does it tends to happen in a lot of industries, but uh, but but, but especially entertainment, it's it's uh. I can even remember people who who really had the best of intentions saying, you know, you're going to have to do this while you can. You've only got a young face and a good little body for so long. That sucks to a degree because you're like, fuck, I want to be taken for more than just that. I want to be taken seriously for more than, you know, I don't want to just be like this image. Yeah, and it's it's just, it's, it's always kind of frustrated me. Well, not always, but I guess past, in the past few years of just being in this business and just seeing how girls are treated like differently than boys. And it's not right. It's not fair. Cause like there'll be guy, there'll be a guy with, you know, who's really talented and works, works his ass off to do something. And then a pretty girl will come along and she can kind of sing mm. and she gets gig, 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 gig because she's this pretty face. She's also vapid and a one trick pony, but she's pretty. And that's all, and that's all like, you know, oh, guys will want to, guys will hang out at the bar for this. Well, yeah, yeah. And, um, but it's the same, it's, you know, in the adverse is the same too. There's a, there's a badass chick who rips a bass like you wouldn't fucking believe. And nine times out of ten, she doesn't even get looked at by dudes in a band or... Or uh, I've actually had it, um, and of course I will never name names because that's just not nice. That's okay. But um, was like twenty people listening to this. It's yeah. Um, <laughs> but but I've had the experience oh. where um, I've been asked to join a band because mm-hmm. they were convinced that that, that that I was a real real awesome, and everybody in the band was after except for uh, b- b- lead guitarist guy who um, like tried to make moves on me to the point of literal physical assault. I was at his house thinking I was rehearsing. And he kept touching me, and I kept asking him to stop and trying to move away. And it got to the point where I um, made as quick of an exit as I could from that rehearsal, because it was just the two of us. And um, I told the rest of the band, respectively, and or respectably, and him as well, uh, that I I didn't have an interest in playing with them. But you know, you go so far thinking, frick, like here, I got, I, I, I these people want to play with me. They think I'm, they think I'm good. And then you realize you're just, um, your playing is unimportant to them. They didn't even consider that part of you. They don't even mm. look at it. They just, it's, they, it's, they, it's sad. They, they mm. think girl singer, eye candy. I'll, I'll date her because I play they, they, the lead they, guitar. Like it's, you know, they look at a female performer as product rather than a performer. 
or we mm-hmm. can market this. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I can't stand that attitude. It's so, it's so fucking backwards. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's like 1962 type, type of thinking. Like, you know, it's, it's so, it's so archaic and we're past this. You know, it should okay. be it, it should it should be about merit. It should be about how, how good you are at what you do. And that should that should be why you got the gig. Yeah, I want to go back to the days where guys who looked like Buddy Holly are topping the frickin charts, not this like <laughs> pretty boy who can't do crap, but can sing if you auto tune the shit out of him. And, uh, and the girls are, you know, fuck, there's a lot of really badass like, women I, out there. I feel who like get guy singers have too, gotten you know? uglier. Just, I really like 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 I, I can't believe I mentioned this guy again, Post Malone. Like, what the fuck? How how is that a thing? I just I can't. I'm sorry. You know, I'm sure he's a very nice person. He probably he's on his he, meds he just, or whatever. But he seems like I a just, weird nice guy. He seems like a nice weird guy. I like it. I, I like just, his energy. I, yeah, he seems really happy all the time. Yeah. Did you see the photo of him when the girl flashed oh, yeah. him? Oh yeah, like, 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 like it's the, the first the boobies ever seen. The first boobies ever seen, and it's just like you're such a millionaire, but this is exciting you, right? Like, yeah. I, you know, I do. I, yeah, he, he does have that great energy. I'm just not all that impressed, and I've heard. I've, I, and I have over the past couple of weeks. Oh, that's my rat. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> it's not old yet, right? Okay. No. Well, he did. Have, I mean, like I, he he was the, one of the headliners at um at Bonnaroo this past mm-hmm. year, and we and we had the pleasure to be able to play it. No, they're not here for us. We're good. We're good. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, and you know, like as far as you know, intention goes, or anything. <laughs> um, you know, like that that was someone that you know I didn't really have you know musically I didn't have any any interest to to you know you know we saw like, so much music yeah we saw so much music over the weekend oh, when, yeah. when we were playing and stuff so you know you have to kind of pick and choose a bit but you you know from where our you know tent and state you know where we were set up at you know we could hear the main stage and even though I didn't have any uh, you know interest to go see the set you can still hear you know he did this like kind of you know cool like uplifting kind of spiel at the end you know and and oh that was real sweet you know it it was it was sweet it was like in kind of an all shucks way you're on this big you know stage but it it felt heartfelt and you know you know it seemed like you know all the 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 flash and and you know silliness of all of the circumstances it seemed like he was you know kind of in it for the right the right reasons or whatever you know or uh um you know, it, it, just in a way that, you know, he wasn't like, go out, make money, do it. You know, he wasn't like your, your normal, yeah, like, you know, like, like, like hip-hop, like, like stick no or something. He had no freaking clue. He said, he said, you know, here I am, some fucking kid from the Northeast. And he's like, and I've just been, like, trashy all my life and just wanted to do this and, like, fucking just raged as hard as I could. And it happened overnight. And he's like, and I still have no idea what the fuck's going on. And if and it shows if I that, can be here doing through. this, he's like, if I can do this and be on the main stage of Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You better, like, you really better. Him having better. no idea what's going on, that bleeds through really hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the know. thing where it's like I don't know, because because you you wonder like, you know, he's he's a, he's a, he seems like a sweet dude, and he seems like his message is on point. Mm-hmm. Will his music rain? strong in the annals of history will it will it stand tall next to like lennon mccartney tunes like will it who knows who the frig really knows probably not yeah but but what he's what what happens is you can achieve success in your life despite circumstantial odds like you know 
he might not have the strongest grasp on music theory, but he can still make it in music. And that's got to be pretty, you know, inspiring. I'm not sure if he knows how to tie his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough about books. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I don't want to talk about him anymore. I don't. I don't. Oh, my God. I want to hit him. Right <laughs> You're going to, like, meet him one day. Just because I am. Of that. Just be because of nice. this. I'm going to meet him, and we're going to be buddies. <laughs> like, we're just going to, yeah, we're, we're going to, like, go out for, a, like, for, for drinks one night, and I'm going to come back, like, oh, my God, he's a, he's a prophet. <laughs> and then I'll blow my brains out. <laughs> I'll wait till the very end of the night, and, you know, you guys will be chumming it up, and then he'll be like, you know, right before saying, you know, have a good night, man, he'll be like, <laughs> yeah, he'll hug me like, I hear what you said. Pull you in real close. Yeah, I know it was you, Fredo. <laughs> you broke my heart. You broke my heart. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, so you, you kids met at, at Thurston's show and, and you hit it off. Yeah. Right? Which it. is adorable. Oh. <laughs> and then, because I remember, because then you came home. And oh were, yeah. And you were like, I met a boy. No, I didn't lead with that. I didn't. <laughs> well, I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. I, said I but met you a were, bunch of great musicians. But like you, when you, no, because you got you got back into town and you and you kind of you didn't walk into the room. You kind of floated into the room. Oh. But you were you were really like riding the high from 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 the shows and the tour. But there was, I could I could tell. And I remember talking to you about it. And you're like, I saw. Well, oh, you called it. Like, you were just like, yeah. I, I said so something what's about his name. Yeah, yeah. I said, I said, man, that was so awesome. There's so many great musicians oh, yeah. down that down there, and then, and and Nick just looked at me. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, I wish you were wrong, but uh, you're not. <laughs> I don't wish you were wrong now. I'm happy right. you were right. So, yeah. I'm trying to just put the timeline in my head because so because you, you came back. Mm-hmm. Um, how long after, you know, the meeting, like meeting together and and getting to know each other, did you guys start? Like playing together and, and decide to just you know fill up the jeep Re- with. Gear. Well, I mean, relatively soon, like uh, not you know not officially or unofficially, but I mean we you know we each had a couple gigs booked I think under our own you know names or, or whatever you know but there was a couple up here I forget where it was but then yeah there was there was a few yeah. up here and then there was a few yeah. down south. But I mean, it didn't take long to kind of realize that that we you know like musically just really like clicked and kind of you know wanted like. Psalm music as the as this you know this good you know good vessel that we could both you know kind of kind of explore you know together and you know we both you know obviously you know played with different you know projects like leading up to that and stuff or or just you know had different experiences but when we kind of realized like you know I think I mean I think you you were like pretty enamored just with the town itself of Asheville and and we saw oh man it was nuts you know well it's also like. The the folks that I played with that first day were, were um, uh, Franklin Keel, um, who is a cellist, um, so nasty, such a good cellist. He was at that show too with Laura Thurston, and um, also uh, Ryan Kachanka, who plays bass with us, and is um, our landlord, roommate, close friend, awesome, awesome bandmate, just such a good human. But um, it's a long job title. It's, yeah, it's, it's, and, and it doesn't really pay that it's, well, it, it's surprisingly. Worth, it's, the job title is in order of, of, of income, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Landlord. Well, I, we I don't get, pay him to be our friend. But I, but I, 
So, but I, I guess I guess he wants to make sure you guys have gigs too, because otherwise you don't got the rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, and, he's, and, he's, and it was so, so, and he, God, they were like nasty. So like, Ryan is is just one of the sickest bass players I've ever laid ears on. He's uh, a jazz uh, player uh, as well as, you know, some classical backgrounds and leanings and um, and and teaches bass and is. Like any anything he fits into, he fits into so tastefully. And then Franklin is um, just a sick like classical cellist. Um, he he's like first, first or first or second chair or something in the Asheville Symphony. He's nasty. He's really he's wow. he does classical. Like classical is, you know, you'd argue it's his forte until you hear him do anything that isn't classical. And and it's just so between those two and Laura and Chuck, I was so just swept away by the scene. We also met Rob Parks, who plays some mean bluegrass, and I'm just like, God, this this town is such a thick, like a heavy thread count. I couldn't wrap my head around it, and I thought, like, I, I love Jersey. There's so many musicians here that I uh, absolutely adore and look up to, and um, I mean, it consistently inspired by and, and, and obsessing over at any given time. That's why we come back so often. Yeah, but um, but the the scene down there was... It was like this other world where all of these different styles of music were coming together in this like really kind of heady way, and and um, and it didn't hurt that you know we had been hanging out, um, you and I had been hanging out for, for six days straight and playing together and really like uh, you, even within those couple days you had already like taught me some things on guitar that I I, I didn't even know before so I thought. Crap! This is this is a group of people I could see myself surrounding, like you know, surrounding myself with pretty quickly. So I think I moved down there in November of like two months after we met. Mm. I think we we started, uh, you know, jokingly throwing hypothetical band names around right off the bat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you land on Naughty G's? A lot like, of alcohol. Well, we, hey, okay. <laughs> well, actually, I mean, that's the best answer. That's the best possible answer we could have asked for. Yeah. <laughs> what was what was the there there was a name that that I think what was it? the uh, the four or something we we oh man it, it'll come to me yeah in part and two maybe and it's gonna be real it's gonna be real bad <laughs> the force oh no 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 it was um like uh, so I mean I was the naughty G's I you know like makes sense because it's it's a combination of our names and, yeah and this way oh, you know the adorable. two of us can you know can yeah oh it's adorable I really yeah, I really adorable. like it I do but like, it also and the logo us... you guys came up with too because it looks like is it that 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 classic baseball jersey like like beer league softball t shirt <laughs> so you're talking 1980s Philly font because exactly. that's what it is <laughs> exactly exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. Uh, uh, Jill's responsible for for that uh, that logo there. I love but, it. We I get Orioles it. a lot because it's that orange color. But right. I, just, I, like, mm. I like that color. That's a good color. It's a beautiful bird too. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've never. I've, I've never seen one in real life. No, can't see uh, Baltimore Orioles. Oh yeah. Oh, they're great. You gotta see. They're one. beautiful. They're beautiful. Or- Orioles. Uh, my uh, my uncle Jamie and Catherine down in Savannah. Um, their backyard isn't very large, but there's. Like five bird feeders and three bird baths, mm-hmm. and they like where they live is like right in this pattern of migration for all of these birds. Mm. So like down in Savannah, yeah, 
And so, like, they, 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 get, they get swallows, they get, you know, all these different types of, you know, all these different types of friggin' chickadees and titmouse and birds and stuff. But remember the, the, second, or third, the second or third time I went, eh, titmouse. Come on, that's great. Okay, are all, like, my, children. <laughs> my, my second visit down there, I'm, I'm, like, hungover a little bit and sitting in my, in my Aunt Catherine's kitchen looking out the window, and there must have been a dozen Orioles just in the bird baths. They're gorgeous. And that bright, vibrant orange. I mean, awesome. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's that color. It's, it's that color that's in your logo. It's, you know, that's very clever. But, um, all right, kids. We're going to take a very short break here. And when we come back, the Naughty G's are going to play a song to finish up uh, part one of, uh, of this interview. So I just want to take a quick moment to once again mention the fact that this show is brought to us by our good friends at the Original Music School of Morristown. So you can check them out. The first lesson's free, just like a weed dealer. Go out, call 973-998-8977 or go to originalmusicschool.com. And when we come back, the Naughty G's are going to play a song for us, an original song right here in studio. All right. I'm moving up, I'm moving up Crisp old night, but the sun is warming us Got a full cup of coffee, ain't a tent put in the pot Think I'll keep filling it to the top I'm moving up, sure I'm moving up Finally see over the pines and mountaintops And that fire pit from last night all burned up All that moonshine We ain't even left a drop No, not a drop October Appalachia Curb to my constraints Things that weighed me down No longer wear it on my brain Morning back porch picking Makes the drive home less mundane One more kiss and a cup of coffee I'll be on my way
kiss and a cup of coffee I'll be on my way One more kiss and a cup of coffee I'll be on my way One more kiss and a cup of coffee I'll be on my way Boy, Hattie, I can't say enough nice things about these kids. Dylan, did you have fun? I did. I had a lot of fun. Did you kids have fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, so much, so much fun. So much fun. Oh, oh my, my god. Oh my god. You this didn't see this the is great. So you can check out that song October Appalachia. Just go find them. Go go look up the naughtygs.com. And boys and girls, don't forget this show is brought to us by the great people at Original Music School of Morristown. So you can go to the original oh, You can go to Original Music School of dot com. Not again. Not again. Oh my god. Why am I drinking? This is why I'm not supposed to drink on the job. All right, we're trying this again. <laughs> Fuck Master Flex. Dylan, you good? I'm good. You good? I'm great. Chuck, Jill- you good? Jill, you good? Oh, yeah. I've never been better. Oh, this is great. So, boys and girls, you can go to thenaughtygs.com, thenaughtygs.com, and check out that song, October Appalachia. And make sure you go to originalmusicschool.com or call 973-998-8977 and come down to the OMS and make a mess. God bless, and we'll see you guys next time. Good night.